0: Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoy this message from our Sunday sermon series, Prayer Life Matters. It's a series on prayer and we're joining churches all over Paramount to talk about prayer. Prayer moves the hand of God, so let's take our seat. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info@pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning. Are you happy? How many sense the presence of God? We appreciate all of you. Turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. If you were here last week when I opened up the series, one of the things that I did say is prayer is a conversation between us and God. And many times we think prayer is just one way, It's uh, we think it's basically. a a monologue where we're just you know talking but it's actually a dialogue god talks back to you and many times we say well how is it that god speaks back to us and believe it or not god is speaking all the time we're just not hearing him and the reason why it's like this transistor radio that i have here and uh many of you uh heard the illustration but Uh, This transistor radio, what it does is it picks up airwaves because airwaves are all over, inside this room, outside. And what happens is you've got to tune in to the right frequency in order to get the right sound on the other end. So I'm going to turn on this radio. Hopefully there's no weird station that's come out. But can you hear the static a little bit? And, yeah, well, I thought I was going to get something. Yeah, see, that's what happens when you're not on the right frequency. So anyway, if you remember how these work, eventually when you turn that dial very slightly, if you get the right frequency, you'll get something on the other end, whether it's music, whether it's uh, uh, news or whatever that may be, because you've tuned in to the right frequency. I believe with God we've got to tune in the right frequency with God, the Holy Spirit. And many times there's a lot of static in our own lives that we're not able to hear the voice of God. But God is speaking, and I believe God speaks through his word. And so some of you this morning, uh, I just want to encourage you to listen to our podcast, the, the message I ministered last week about hearing God's voice, because all of us can hear God speak in so many ways. God is speaking, and, and let the Lord speak to your life. How many have ever run into a situation in your life where you just don't know how to fix something. You're, you got a situation, say, man, I'm trying to fix this, can't do it. And if you're most of, like most of us, you call, usually you call someone that maybe can help you. Or what do a lot of us do? We go on YouTube. I don't know, YouTube, man, they teach you everything. I mean, I, almost everything and anything, just go on YouTube. They say you can get a college education, not accredited, but you can get a college education just by going on YouTube. Literally, you can get a full college education if you just went on YouTube. So some of you that are wasting your time ought to get on YouTube and get an education. I'm telling you, it'll help you. But I'm serious. I mean, I, I remember uh, I, I have this van that, that it was family van uh, that I've had. And, and, you know, when the kids were younger and, and I remember I, I ran into a problem with the back door, the, the latch in the back door. I could hear it clicking, but it wasn't unlocking and for whatever reason, I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. So I, I went to a guy, and the guy said, well, I'll charge you 300 bucks. I go, $300 my foot, man. I'm not going to give you nothing <laughs> for that. I go, no way, man. So I, so I went on YouTube, and I, take mind, I, was, I was searching, and then I finally found this guy. And he said, if you got this, uh, if you're on YouTube watching me, I'm the only guy that can show you how to do this. I go, man, you're right, man. Let me. How do you do this thing? And so he began to show me and how real practical it was. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's simple. And so literally in 10 minutes, I just moved this thing. It was this bar that had become unhooked. I had to latch it back on. And then I screwed it on so it would never come off again. And that thing worked like a charm. I go, man, YouTube is the answer. But can I just tell you something? The real answer to life is Jesus. He answers prayer. And so what we have to get to know is that God does answer prayer, but how do we pray effective prayer? And, and how is it that sometimes God will answer small prayers, but He won't answer big prayer? Sometimes he'll answer big prayer and not small prayer. How is it that we could pray? More effectively. So let me just share this story about this one particular pastor. One day, that he had, he he heard this kitten that was in up a tree behind his yard, and it was not a very sturdy, uh, sturdy tree. It was one of those trees that he really couldn't climb up. And so he was trying to reach the the the, the kitten, trying to coax the, the the kitten down with milk and sweet talking the kitty here, kitty kitty kitty, you know all that, trying to get the kitty to come down, and the thing wouldn't come. So finally he said, man, maybe if I tie a rope around the tree and the bumper of my truck, I can bend the tree far enough just to know, yeah, you can already see what's going to happen. So I can grab the I can grab the cat, and so sure enough, he he tied it about halfway in the tree. He tied it to his bumper of his truck, and little by little, man, that that tree began to come down. And he 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 out every couple of feet and said, "Oh, okay." So he said, "I just need maybe an inch more, a couple of inches more, and I could bring it low enough to reach the cat." And sure enough, as he pulled up a couple more inches, the rope busted, and boing the <laughs> Cat flew. He felt bad. No, he did feel bad. Of course, a cat. I wouldn't have felt bad. But anyway, he felt bad. <laughs> I'm not a cat lover, I'm, and I don't apologize. But anyway, um, so yeah, you know. So that's the reality. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't give a rib dot com. Okay. Anyway, uh, so 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 anyway, he's he's heartbroken. He's heartbroken and he's going around the neighborhood looking for this cat, and nobody knows. He goes, "Lord, I commit this cat to you." He said. A couple days later, he runs into he's in a supermarket, and he runs into a lady and uh, uh, it's a lady in his church, and they start talking. And he looks into her shopping cart, and he notices there's cat food in the shopping cart. He said, "Now listen, I know you don't even like cats." She goes, "I don't." She goes, "But you won't believe what happened a couple of days ago, Pastor." And she goes, what? He goes, well, my little daughter, Megan, was begging me for a cat. And I just kept refusing to give her that cat. So finally, I got so mad, I told her, well, if God gives you a cat from heaven, I'll let you keep that cat. And you won't believe what happened, Pastor. I looked out the kitchen window, and my little girl Megan got on her knees, and she said, God, will you give me a cat out of heaven? And out comes this cat flying in, and it landed right in front of her. <laughs> See, God does answer prayer, doesn't he? Is it some way... Or another, God works. But I really want to talk about this morning, effective prayer, and how God does move in supernatural ways. And many times, God may surprise you. When was the last time God surprised you? And the reason why many times God won't surprise us is because we won't pray that prayer because we keep thinking something disappointing is going to happen or not going to happen, and you don't realize that God does want to answer your prayer. So one of the greatest uh, persons of prayer outside of Jesus that we can look and look at his example was the Apostle Paul. And Paul was a man of prayer. And he lays a, a number of examples on how to pray. And he was very effective in his prayer life. Now, what I want you to do with me this morning, I'm talking about prayer, but I don't want you to check out. Because a lot of times when we think about prayer, we we think in a ritual way, uh, how to pray, all these different things. But I want to bring some points to you that prayer is not at all like you might think. In fact, whatever is on that whiteboard or chalkboard or however you want, I want you to wipe it clean, okay? And I want you to stay open because I believe God wants to show us a number of things about prayer and how to pray more effectively. Are you ready for this? And so I'm going I'm to read this verse of scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. It says, night and day, we pray earnestly for you. In other words, passionately, asking God to let us see you again, to fill up the gaps that are in your faith. So I want to pray today as we get into this word. Father, we thank you. Your word is so powerful. Your word today reminds us every day how much we need you. So, Lord, I pray right now as we're in this series of prayer, I pray for every single person in this building. And wherever they're at in their life, I pray, God, today that you'll encourage them, that you'll help them, that they'll see prayer in a different light, God, that you'll build that faith in them to pray and to talk to you every day. That God, as a result of Lord hearing from you, that they would desire to talk to you every day. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray remove every obstacle, every hindrance, everything that is so distracting, God, and help us to hear your voice. I pray let the people hear the voice behind the voice. And Holy Spirit, anoint every word that I speak in Jesus' name. And the people said... Amen. So here's a very interesting thing that Paul is saying here. He's saying night and day we pray earnestly for you. That's a lot of prayer, night and day. How in the world is Paul able to pray night and day? He's talking about frequent prayer. So the first point, if you want to write this down, is frequent prayer. How is it that we could pray Frequently. Now, you would think, man, to pray frequently, I mean, I would have to be on my knees and talking to God, and, and I wouldn't get anything done if I was in prayer frequently. But really, that's not what prayer frequently is. So when we think about prayer frequently, it's totally different than we may think. Let me read you another verse of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 6, verse, eight, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions and all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the saints. So as you look at this, you may be thinking, man, uh, I don't. I, I hardly even get to pray once a day. How in the world am I going to pray frequently and on all occasions? How does all this stuff work? And, and I want to say to you that prayer is is a constant conversation with God. In other words, I understand and I want to encourage you to set some time of devotion to pray, whether that's in the morning or night, afternoon. Set some time, however long that is. I understand it's a quiet moment. But can I just tell you something? That prayer is a constant conversation. In other words, it's not just that time where you set aside. Because most of the time, if we set that time aside, let's just be honest, it has to be that special moment you're phrasing the words the right way, you're doing all of this, maybe you're kind of moving up and down, you know, you're saying, God, you're, you're phrasing it, hallelujah, whatever you want to say, and, and you're making that, but, but you, you know, when you have a constant conversation with your wife, you're not always waiting for the moment, hey, and, and, and you don't just set one hour or half hour a day and you say, okay, our conversation is done for the whole day, I've talked to you. It, you, you talk to her throughout the day. Am I correct? It's a content conversation. And, and usually it's the same thing every day when you're talking about how, how, how work go, how the kids doing, what happened, all of that. And you're, and you're in content conversation. Can I tell you that it's the same with God? Right. That you can talk to God about your everyday life. And every moment and every time that uh, you get a chance, whether you're driving, whether you're walking somewhere. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm in constant conversation with God. And what I mean by that is that whenever I get a chance, I, I, just, I just bring God into the moment. I bring God into the conversation. If I run into someone and they're talking to me, I'm praying for that person, that Lord, give me the words to say to this person whatever it may be God here this is what's happening right now God give me wisdom in this you know you're trying to figure out something or or are you're having a problem with an issue and' and, and, you're, and you're calling that that service person you you want to you I'm praying God give me the right favor with that person you want to get you want to get a great deal how many know what I'm talking about you're trying to negotiate God give me the right word so this guy will give me a great deal but what about times when we are uh, uh, in frustration. Can we bring God into our frustration? I'm, I'm here to tell you, yes. In your most frustrating moments, can I tell you, bring God in the conversation. What do we do when we're frustrated? You take it out on the dog, of course, the cat, and then you take it out on, on your wife, co-worker. I'm here to tell you, we're not taking it out on God. I'm saying, I'm saying to you, share your frustrations with God. And let me show you an example. I mean, talk about a guy that's very frustrated. In the book of Psalms, look at Psalms 88, verse 8. In the Message Bible, I'm caught in a maze and can't find my way out. Blinded by tears of pain and what? And frustration. Talk about frustration. I call to you, God, all day I call. wring my hands, I plead for help. Have you ever been in a situation like that? I mean, you're frustrated. You don't know what to do. Man, you you know, you're you're in tears. You're in pain. Well, that's exactly what this psalmist is saying, that in his frustration, who's he calling on? He's calling on God. And if you've ever been, you know, anywhere where you're frustrated, how many have ever been driving in your car and some guy cuts you off? And you go, what a jerk. You're a jerk. And he can't even hear you anyway. You're saying all this stuff, the guy can't hear. Why don't you tell God? Why don't you get God in the conversation? God, did you see that? What a jerk. I mean, no. But anyway, uh, but maybe it could be a moment where, where yeah, I, I, I've done that. And, and God says to me, you've been a jerk sometimes too. Am I right? And I, I've cut off people, not intentionally, accidentally. I've done it. And you go, my bad, you're just going to, and they're kind of, you know, they're, they're waving at you kind of differently and, you know, all these different things that are happening and you're saying, my bad, man. Or have you ever cut someone intentionally, you had to get in there. I mean, this was your off ramp and you forced your way in and they're honking and you go, I'm getting in, baby, I'm getting in, I don't care. When I used to drive a truck. I go, the metal bumper speaking, whatever you want to do. But that truck is coming in. I had, I had this bop truck, and I had this big diesel tra- horn, and i just honk it. I go, that metal bumper, go ahead, argue with the bumper, whatever you want to do. That truck's getting in today. The way I would work it, man, I know, my bad. But in my frustration, probably that guy too frustrated, too. But where was I at? Frustration, where we're just, <laughs> we're just frustrated with situation, who do we call on? We call on God. Let God help you. Let God come into the conversation, uh, wherever it may be. Can, can I just give you maybe a couple words of advice? Uh, and I believe this will help you in your prayer, and your constant conversation. Two minutes before you do anything, pray. And what do I mean that? Two minutes before you go to work? Two minutes after you get up? Maybe after you get up in the morning pray for two minutes. Two minutes before you drive in the car? Two minutes, you know, just take take some time to pray. Two minutes before you go to, 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 to work. My, my, my mom lives in Huntington Park. I pray every time I go into that city, man, because I know I'm driving offensively, defensively. I don't know, man, hallelujah. I don't want to call people jerks and all things. God, I don't want to be frustrated. Sometimes my wife, we, we're going to go somewhere and we're going to go shopping. She says, honey, we need to pray because... I know how you get with long lines and a crowds of people. Me, apparently I do, so I, I need to pray. You ever, then I need to pray. So come on, let's be honest. So two minutes before you do something, two minutes before you engage in every conversation with somebody that you know, uh, two minutes before you go to the in-laws, I'd say five minutes for that, and just really get a hold of God. Say, God, I need you. I, I need wisdom here. I'm having too much fun, okay? And so here's a couple of quotes on prayer. Oswald Chambers said, if in the first waking moment of the day you learn to fling the door back and let God in, every public thing will be stamped with the presence of God. I like this one. He says, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. And this last one, rather than set aside daily time for prayer, this is what he says. I pray constantly and spontaneously about everything I encounter on a daily basis. When someone shares something with me, I often simply say, let's pray about it right now. Thomas Kincaid, he says that. Isn't that something? Prayer is so powerful. The second thing, are you ready for this? Pray earnestly. Say earnestly. earnestly. And what that word earnestly means is passionately. We've got to have a little bit of passion behind our prayer. Let me just tell you what passion says. Passion says you really believe in it. And when you have passion for something, you really believe in what you're doing. And this is what Paul is saying. In fact, he said that in Ephesians 3.20, he said, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. And so basically that word exceedingly and abundantly, it's the same word It has to do with earnestly. In other words, when we earnestly and exceedingly and abundantly, God will do beyond what we can even imagine. Are you with me? I don't know if you've ever been in there, uh, been or seen it before, but how many have ever, uh, how many have ever been in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico? Anybody? Okay. Well, all right. Albuquerque. We have some Albuquerqueans here or something. We got some Kirkies here. Anyway, um, boy, I'm having way too much fun today. What was not that coffee you gave me, man? So here we go. H- how many have ever seen on Facebook the uh, balloon... Uh, the Fiesta, International Balloon Fiesta thing that they have there, where all the balloons go up. I've seen them on, on Facebook. In fact, uh, they, it's a nine-day event. In fact, it's in October, next month. It's in Albuquerque. Don't you all go there either, but it's in Albuquerque. <laughs> And, and I've seen these balloons, you know, these hot air balloons, man. And they're just everywhere. There's hundreds. I don't know if thousands or hundreds, but they're, they're all, I mean, they're beautiful. And I've heard people that say they've gone. And it's just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And uh, could you imagine getting on one of those things? I'd like to watch them. I'm not sure I'd get on them. But, but I'm I, looking at this, and, and I'm looking, how do these things work? Well, they superheat these balloons. And as they put the superheat in them, the balloons begin to inflate and they're able to raise it up. And I'm saying to you today, we need to add some superheat to our prayer. I said we need to superheat our prayer. Now, I'm not saying that you're full of hot air. What I am saying is that we need to add some passion to our prayer. You need to add a little bit of heat to your prayer. Sometimes we pray so apologetically, like, God, I don't know if you want this. What do you mean? He does want it for you. I'm not sure if you really... God's listening to you. Uh, it's like an apology. My, I can imagine God, that I spit it out, man. Come on. What do you need? What's happening? Come on, speak, speak, boy, speak, and and I'm saying to you this morning, we need to add some passion. And can I, can I just recommend this to you? When you pray, pray out loud, man. Some of us this morning, uh, you know, we're we're speaking so well, God, and God saying, "What? I can't even hear you. What are you saying? You can hardly hear your voice." Because let me just tell you what happens: when you speak out loud, you tend to believe what you're saying. You're making a declaration. If you've been around here for a while, you know, here, man, we pray out loud, man. And it's purposely done because we want some passion. Superheat that prayer. Some guys, they get up and go, bro, come on, put some fire in that thing, man. My goodness, what happened? A fire extinguisher got to you before you got up here. Come on, get some fire behind it. Pray like you believe it. Are you with me? Pray like you really believe God's going to move. And so I believe that that is really powerful when we get passionate behind our prayer, and begin to believe God. Abraham Lincoln said this, I have been driven many times to my need by the conviction that I have nowhere else to go. And even, let me just say this, if you're not sure what to pray or how to pray, uh, let me just recommend, read the book of Psalms. Did you know that the book of Psalms is a book of prayer and a book of worship? Most of our worship songs come out of the book of Psalms. Many of the prayer that we pray today, it comes out of the book of Psalms. Uh, I, I don't know if you uh, remember that song, uh, uh, Better is One Day in Your House. And, and I begin to read the scripture. Look at what it says here, Psalms 84, 1, 2, How lovely is your dwelling place. Oh, Lord Almighty. Remember that song, how it starts like that? My soul yearns and even fates for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out. For you, the living God. That's the song right there. Or this next song. I used to sing this all the time. in Psalm chapter 51. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Anyway, that was a powerful song. I love that song. And uh, it's a great prayer. You saying, God created me a clean heart. You know, when David wrote that song, David had fallen into sin. He had fallen into adultery. And so uh, he getting restored with God, and he praised that prayer. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Psalm 51. Renew the right spirit. Don't cast, your, yeah, don't cast your Holy Spirit away from me. And so that's a, that's a powerful song when you begin to see it. Uh, number three, are you ready for this? And I'm going to get really a little deep in this. And I know I'm running out of time. But I'm going to get a little deep in this because I believe this is the most important part of this message. Is we, we need to pray specifically. We need to be specific about our prayer. Many times we're too general. And we're not specific about what the need is. And here's what the Bible teaches us in Hebrews 4.16. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. He's so gracious. There we will receive his mercy. And we're going to find grace to help us when we need it most. Now, when it talks about coming boldly before God, it's talking about confidently. You can be confident. Confident. That God will hear you. You can be confident that God's grace is there to help you. He said, go boldly and confidently. In other words, when you really get into the translation, it is talking about, God, I am confidently know that you're going to move on my behalf because you're so good and you're so gracious. That God, on my behalf, you're going to do a miracle. How many believe that God is the God of miracles? Hallelujah. And I understand. Amen. I've heard people say this. uh, Prayer doesn't change the circumstances, but it changes you. But I believe it does both. Prayer changes the circumstances, and it does change you. And I believe that needs to be part of our prayer. God, change the circumstances, whatever they may be. I I need a miracle. God, we need your power to move. And see, that's why God says, or Jesus says, knock and it shall be done, right? Ask and you'll receive. And so when he's talking about knocking, he's saying that you're knocking for doors to be opened. How many wouldn't it be strange that if you, let's just say you were shivering in the cold, it was wet, and you went to somebody's house, and you started knocking, and then they answered the door, and they see you shivering, they go, well, you know what, uh, we don't let strangers in. And you go, but I'm shivering. You go, just keep on knocking, man, that's a good exercise for you. And could you imagine, what would that be like, right? So God's not having you knock for exercise, he's having you knock so that doors will be open for you, ask, and you will receive... So there's something that God wants us to do. In fact, some of the prayer that we pray isn't even our ideal. Do you know that many of the things that we pray about, God put that ideal on you? Sometimes people will come to my mind, they'll come as I'm, whether I'm walking or I'm driving, and I'll think about that person, and, and I realize, you know what? I need to pray for that person right now. So I just start praying for them. And, you know, sometimes what will happen even later in the day or later later than I run into that person and I look at him and go, dude, I was just praying for you. I go, I'm not making that up either. And they go, Pastor, well, I do need prayer. This is what's going on, man. I said, well, your, your name or your face came in my mind, and so I just started praying for you. And What I'll do sometimes, if that person comes, if I could text them, I could send them. If they, if I'm think, if, if 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 their name comes to my mind, I just start praying for them because I, I honestly believe God, you put that person's name on, on my heart. You're the one that quickened that. So many of the prayer that we pray it's not our own anyway. God put it in you to pray. So here's the great scripture, First Thessalonians chapter three, and it says this: May God our Father and the Lord Jesus. Bring us to you very soon. So Paul is talking to the Thessalonian people, and he's praying, you know what? May God bring us to you. We, we need some favor there. And may the Lord make your love for one another, and for all people grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong. Blameless. He's talking about our own heart to make it strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again with his holy people. Here are some specific things that Paul is praying about. Write this down. Number one, he's praying for God to remove some obstacles. Why, why am I saying that? When he says, may God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ or Lord Jesus, bring us to you very soon. What he's implying is there are some obstacles in the way. Therefore, I need God to bring us to you very soon. When we pray, we need to pray for some obstacles to be removed. See, we need to be very specific. Sometimes you know what those obstacles are, and you need to pray, God, remove those obstacles. Even Paul the Apostle in Ephesians chapter 6, he said, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the schemes of the enemy. So we have to pray. God, remove some obstacles. Have you ever been at work? Have you ever been in a situation, and you know, man, this person, he's an obstacle. Man, this thing right here is an obstacle, man. God, I need you to move this out of the way. I don't know how you're going to do it, but somehow supernaturally. Or you're praying for a person, and they're bound by alcohol. They're bound by drug addiction. And so you're praying, God, remove that out of their life. God, remove That addiction, God, remove that alcoholism. You are being very specific about the prayer. God, remove that anger. God, remove that attitude. You ever met somebody with a bad attitude? Are you that person? Anyway, remove (laughs) that attitude, man. Get it out of the way. Uh, And and so this is what Paul is saying, that whatever obstacle there may be, it needs to be removed, and you need to be specific about what needs to be removed. Uh, And what I'm saying to you is Paul was saying, uh, remove this obstacle so that we can come to you. And do you know that later on in the book of Acts, God answered that prayer because he comes to them in Acts chapter 20, verse 1. When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, said goodbye and he set out for macedonia macedonia was the county of thessalonia so paul ended up being there because he prayed about it when you pray about things god answers i said when you pray god answers Maybe there's some situation at the job and, you know, you don't you don't say, God, rub them out, get them out of the way. It's not it's not a, you know, prayer mafia thing. OK, God, wipe them out. Hey, no, no. What we're praying is, God, you're going to work it through. We're going to navigate through. I, have you ever had situations? situation I've had where you had some bosses and people just in the way? And, and I believe if you just prayed through, God somehow turns the favor around or or works it through. And it's happened in my job where things have happened like that. And God just worked it through. And, 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 and you know, I, didn't, I wasn't asking God to hurt that guy or anything. I was asking God that somehow, Lord, you're, you're just going to – I need a miracle. I need, this thing is, is, is hindering. And so I'm going to pray this morning in just a few moments. I'm going to pray that God uh, – uh, give you a raise that you're going to get promoted at the work. Whatever <laughs> obstacles there, maybe, maybe, maybe the boss has the wrong outlook or perspective about you. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody gave you a bad name. Are you listening to me? Maybe somebody else's opinion is hovering. I'm going to pray that that opinion gets removed. And at my job, I had, somebody had an opinion about me, the boss, because somebody else said, and it wasn't true. And when the boss realized, hey, that's not true about you, that's what that guy said, you know what, here's the raise. I said, thank you, Jesus. Amen, I needed that. All right. And so you never know what God will do. So I'm going to believe, God, that God will give you favor and that God will remove the obstacles. Somebody shout amen. Number two, here's here's another prayer that a lot of us don't pray, and I think we need to be more specific, and I'm going to tell you why. We need to pray that God will increase our love for others. Now, this is the prayer that we normally don't pray. We always pray, God, let people love me. But we need to pray, God, help me to love others. See, we're always praying for others to love us. But how many times are we praying for us to love them? He said in 1 Thessalonians 3.12, what I just read, may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people to grow and to overflow just as our love for you overflows. So what do you call when you're gaining pound without gaining muscle? It's called fat. You're gaining fat. That's what it is. A lot of us this morning, you're gaining knowledge, spiritual knowledge, but you're a fat head. You're not allowing that love to flow through you. See, a lot of us were puffed up in knowledge, but you got no love. See can I be honest? Many of us, we pray for God's gifting. And you want all the gifting, but what about the love? You can have all the gifting, but without your love, you're nothing. That's what the Bible says. You're zero, zero, zero. You're nothing. That's what the Bible says. He said, he goes, if I had, let me tell you, he says this. He goes, if I have faith that can move mountains, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, but I don't have love, what did he say? I am nothing. You can have all the giftings. You can have all these things, but if you don't have love, you're nothing. I'm not impressed by people's gifts. I've never been impressed by people's gifts. I'm impressed by their character, and I'm impressed by the love. But I am not impressed by giftings. I pray for people to have giftings, but that doesn't impress me. What impresses me is their love for others. The love of God that flows through and the character that they're driven by. When when giftings drive people, they're going the wrong direction. But when love, that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, amen, that your love may increase. In fact, did you know that the whole law of God is summed up? All the law. The Bible said, even Jesus said this in the book of Matthew. He said the whole law of God and everything that the prophet had ever said is summed up in these words. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's the most important. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. If you want to fulfill the entire law of God, if you want to fulfill the Bible, you need to love God first. Say love God first. And then love your neighbor as yourself. See, love. We need to pray. God, give me some love for some people. And if you can't love people, man, you need to ask, you need to repent of some areas in your life. Because maybe there's some unforgiveness in your life. Maybe there's some bitterness in your life that needs to be removed. See, we don't want to to pray God increase my love because we're mad at somebody. Because we don't want to forgive that other person. Yet God forgave you. Yet God gave you grace. Man, could you imagine if God held you accountable for every sin that you've committed and said, I can't forgive you? Man, we'd be in bad shape. But God forgave you. You need to forgive others. (laughs) Number three, are you ready for this? This is the kind of prayer we need to be very, we need to pray for a change of heart. Say change of heart. Here it says this in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, he says, may he as result, may he make your heart strong. He is talking about a character change. Again, we don't only want circumstances to change, we want our character to change, our heart to change. We need to pray, God, give me more kindness for others. Like I said, God, give me more love for others. Can you say amen? Help me to be patient with other people. Help me to have a strong heart. When I'm going through battles in my life, I need a strong heart. When things are happening in my life, help me to stay focused on you and not to give up. That's a strong heart. That's a heart of character. Are you with me? See, a lot of people, man, uh, when things are going good, they're happy, they're excited. Whoo, yes, Jesus, and all of a sudden things change. Forget the church. Oh, no, I'm not going to church. Forget that. What worship song? That stinks. I don't want to hear it. And what happened? You, you, you need to pray for a strong heart. Whatever circumstances you're in right now, I'm going to pray for a strong heart that you'll be able to get through what you're going through right now. In fact, let's just close our eyes for just a moment. We're going to, I want you to pray right now. You don't have to look at the person, but I want you to pray for the person on the right side of you right now, on the right side of you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for the person to have a strong heart. God, whatever they're going through, whatever happening in their life, God, that you're going to help them through right now. So, Holy Spirit, I pray for strong hearts in battle. I pray for strong hearts in infirmity. And so, God, we declare that. Pray for that person on your left right now. God, we pray for the person on our left. And, Lord, throughout this building, that, God, that you're going to right now encourage them and give them a strong heart, Lord, uh, to be able to endure whatever battles, whatever they're going through right now. So, Holy Spirit, you're going to empower. You're going to do this work in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a big praise. Amen. See, we just took a moment to pray for each other and it's really it's really powerful when we take that moment and and i'm going to pray today i I, honestly i'm going to as we come together today right toward the end of the service here we're going to pray for your needs. we want to pray for marriages we want to pray again for your financial need. We want to pray for God to bless you at your job. And if God won't give you a promotion there, God will give you a better job. He will. God will open up doors. We, we want to pray for whatever. Maybe, maybe you're sick in your body. Maybe you know someone that is sick. Maybe you're going through some physical problem and you need a healing. See, God is the God of miracles. He's the supernatural God. And, friend, if we'll trust him today, if we'll look to him, he'll meet our needs today. I'm just here to tell you that, that uh, all of us here, you're an answer to prayer. Somebody prayed for you. That's why you're here. You're an answer to prayer. If you, if you don't believe in prayer, just look in the mirror. You're an answer to prayer. Someone prayed for you. Someone was believing God. You're not here by accident. You didn't walk in here. Someone prayed for your soul. That's why you're here. That's why God touched your life. And so this morning, we want to pray for just God's miracle power this morning. Maybe there's an individual that you know that needs God in their life. Maybe you have some family member. Maybe you have a friend. Maybe you have a brother. You say, man, they need a touch of God. All of us know somebody like that. They need a touch of God. You say, God, if, if you save them, it would be a miracle, right? It would be a miracle. And so all over this building, we have miracle after miracle. I, I can just go around this room and people would testify of the different miracles that God has done because prayer works. Okay? Prayer works. And let's not stop praying. I I, I, I was thinking, I shared this story earlier. I was thinking that Sister Sandy, she, her brother uh, Renee and her brother uh, Carrie, they like to go out on the boat. And uh, she prays for them all the time. She said, before they ever, when they go out, before they ever get in the water, pray God, watch them, keep them safe. And, uh, and last Sunday, no, last Memorial Day or Labor Day, past Labor Day, all of a sudden I get a call and I, and I, I find out that uh, Rene was out in, the, uh, out in his boat. I'm sharing the story again, Renee, And he was diving, and I guess he's diving like 100 feet deep. And, uh, and, and and he took several dives. He's trying to get the anchor out. He could have just cut it off, but he's trying to get the anchor out. And uh, he said that about the fifth time, he finally went up to get air, and he blacked out. I guess the sh- shallow water blackout, is that right? And so you, you lose oxygen to the brain, and uh, he, there he is floating in the water, I mean, Basically without oxygen. He's going to die if nobody gets to him. And his brother is walking toward the back of the boat to get a sandwich. And he notices his brother is floating there, (laughs) Renee. And he jumps out, of. gives him CPR, brings them back to life. You'll carry your life. You know that. And (laughs) miracle of God. The crazy thing is Sandy called me and goes, he didn't go to the hospital. I go, he's going to the hospital right now. That make sure he checks out. And so I called him because no, I'm okay. I said, well, uh, I, I'm at somebody's house. We're all going to your house right now, and we're just going to do a, a visual at your house. But if you don't want to, or whatever, we're going to be there, camp out at your house. You better go. So he went, and he checked out healthy. He's fine. Nothing's wrong with him. That's the miracle of God. The doctors were amazed. They were amazed. They said, man, you know, usually there's something going on, but he's healthy. He likes to eat a lot of greens, so he's healthy. See, that will help you out. That'll help you out a little bit. So I'm here to tell you today that God is the God of miracles. And so today we're going to pray for miracles. Is that all right? We're going to pray. Can I just tell you something? Why don't, why don't this whole month, why don't you just pray over a couple of things? Just a couple of things. Just pray every day. Whatever it is, just a few moments a day. See, we always think about prayer. I got to get down really heavy. And, and I understand that. But but I, I want you to do just a couple simple prayer every day. Maybe whatever situation it is. And watch if God won't answer it in about a month or so. Watch, watch if you just keep praying for this whatever need it may be. Watch if God won't answer it, because I, I want to believe God for more, and more miracles than God answering prayer. See, God is answering prayer all the time. We just don't hear about it. Is that all right? So why don't we pray right now? Why don't we bow our heads for just a moment? I want the musicians to come.